and I and we're limited to about 20 or 25 minutes, which is just fine. So um, let's get rolling, okay? Yep. Here I am. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome to the I-24 News Podcast, Synagogue and State. I'm your host, Mike Wagon. I'm joined this week by our special guest, Yehuda Glick, a former member of Knesset for the Likud Party and an activist for Jewish prayer rights on the Temple Mount. An amazing story, uh, Yehuda Glick, and uh, great to have you on with us today. First thing I want to talk to you about, it hasn't gotten much attention in the global news or for that matter really within Israel, but it appears, at least on the surface, that there is right now Jewish prayer going on on an active basis on the Temple Mount, which has been a hot-button issue in Israel for such a long time now. Israelis, Jews, are pulled off the Temple Mount. If they appear to pray, if there's any inclination that they might actually pray, but it appears now there is prayer going on on the Temple Mount. It's not getting much attention. First, what do you know, and why is it not getting the attention that one would think that something of this magnitude would get? (laughs) Actually, I'm very happy it's not getting attention. Because, and I'll explain to you, uh, it, it's been gone for quite a while, and uh, uh, it's been mo- mo- mostly uh, 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 I would say the policemen, the policemen ignoring, uh, uh, even though they're knowing what's going on, but actually uh, pretty much allowing it to happen uh, without trying to cause any, any, any troubles. Uh, what happened is, uh, what mainly happened, that, that's, what, that's, that's the idea, what's happened is that the uh, the numbers of Jews and even the non-Jews going up the Temple Mount in the last uh, three years has been uh, jump. It's a major jump, very very dramatically. I mean, if you just for look little small numbers, 2014 there were 180,000 uh, non-Muslim tourists on Temple Mount. In 2018. There are 670,000. In 2019, we're going to be finishing with 750,000. Uh, in terms of Jews, in 2014, we had like uh, uh, 12,000. In 2018, we finished with 35,000. And this year, we're getting close to 50,000. And that is, uh, means that if, if in the past, uh, the Jews going on the Temple Mount were really in small numbers, and the police would actually uh, uh, guard them and, and not allow them to do prayer, now that the quiet has returned to the Temple Mount, and more and more people are coming to the Temple Mount, and, and the, the more people come, the, actually the quieter it is, uh, the policemen are, are uh, allowing people to pray, and it's been going on for, for several months, uh, maybe I would say even a year, uh, that it's really been going on uh, quietly. Uh, I'm happy that people that, that the world is getting to know about it, and you see that it's not bringing the Third World War. Uh, I just, you know, you know we, 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 like make it, we believe in evolution and not revolution. We believe that things should happen gradually, and that's what's happening. And uh, I think uh, it's a very, very positive uh, 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 step that's that, that in this process. Yeah, people need to understand the context behind this. And when the when the IDF 
uh, liberated the Temple Mount in 1967, immediately, almost immediately turned over administrative control to the uh, Jordanian-controlled Waqf, which basically started turning Jews back away again. There's nothing in the law that says that a Jew cannot ascend the Temple Mount to pray. In fact, the Supreme Court found that a Jew could pray just as long as the police determined that it wasn't going to basically cause a ruckus. It wasn't going to lead to violence, and it seemed like the police just issued their own blanket ban rather than dealing with every issue of prayer on a case-by-case basis. So why the change now? It just can't be the sheer numbers of it. Why, why the change in the police's stance? Look, uh, you have to know that in the last few years, there's been a major change in the, in the attitude uh, because of the, uh, what, ha- what happened was that for several years, every single Jew that went into the Temple Mount uh, was, was harassed and there was a lot of incitement going on. And four years ago, the State of Israel, for the first time, outlawed the, um, in, uh, what's called the Northern uh, Islamic uh, Organization, which was actually promoting this incitement. And it was of their interest. And uh, for several years, the government was like uh, ignoring it. But then uh, three, three, four years ago, the government decided enough is enough. And they removed these uh, troublemakers from the Temple Mount. Uh, once that happened, uh, from, 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 ear to, from mouth to ear, people heard the fact that the Covenant Temple Mount was quite issue and not a, 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 a something that was really a, a, a bother or a... Uh, a very non-convenient thing to do. And ever since then, more and more Jews and more and more non-Muslims have been coming to visit the Temple Mount and have seen it quiet. And the police uh, are actually uh, making sure, on the one hand, uh, to protect those going on the Temple Mount. They're not, they still don't allow us to let's say, organize a public prayer or to uh, go up with the prayer books or to dance and sing. But the very fact that on a daily basis, Jews are going up to the Temple Mount and praying uh, on their, I mean, uh, quietly without demonstrating the prayer too, too, too much that anybody can claim it's provocative. Uh, I think that that is uh, uh, something that's very important. And uh, just like the changes, I just tell you that, that when I started going to Temple Mount 30 years ago, we had 100 Jews annually going to Temple Mount. So if we're now close to 50,000, then we are definitely uh, will have to, what to uh, be proud of the change. This is encompassed, as you mentioned, 30 years now. You're, you're essentially, your, your life's work is advocating uh, for Jewish prayer rights on the Temple Mount, for equal prayer rights on the Temple Mount, not just Jews, but, but Christians as well, and this uh, place holy to, to a, a diverse number of religions. What does this make you, you feel as you see this, as you call it, not a revolution, but, but evolution? Where, where is it going? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, today I'm the... Uh... Uh, president of the of a new organization called uh, Shalom Jerusalem, uh, where shalomjerusalem.org, you can read about it. And, and the idea is really, if we see that the world is beginning to recognize Jerusalem on a political level, uh, the, the American the United States embassy has moved to Jerusalem and the uh, Guatemala embassy, but now they're talking about the Brazilian embassy, but that's on the political level. We want people to recognize Jerusalem on the spiritual godly level. And we see with our own eyes, just like the return of the Jewish people back to Israel was part of the fulfillment of prophecy, the next step in that prophecy is turning Jerusalem into, a, or turning the Temple Mount into a house of prayer for all nations and bringing the word of God to the world from Jerusalem, from the Temple Mount. And uh, we think that uh, 
with, with, with these numbers of people going to the Temple Mount and, and really turning it into a world center of, of prayer, a house of prayer for all nations, the origin of Torah to the world, uh, this is a, a major a step towards the uh, redeeming the Temple Mount and really turning it to a world center of recognition and calling in the name of God. And I think that, uh, uh, for instance, now right now we're working on a project for next January, January 2021, we're going to be establishing a, uh, a, the first Jerusalem International Bible Conference in Jerusalem, which will be bringing people from all over the world to study Bible from Jerusalem. The same thing, the same time on my website, people contact me and ask me to pray for them on Temple Mount. I go up to Temple Mount at least once a week. And uh, that's the concept. The concept is really getting people to use to the fact that the Temple Mount is the center of prayer in the world, is the place that God has chose to rest his divine presence in the world. And uh, we want it really to become the, 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 the core of, uh, of the relationship between humanity and God. And that's where we're, that's where we're going. And that's the, we started when we, I said when we started 30 years ago, it seems like something impossible. Uh, and today, the, more and more people are coming to Is a, uh, hello? Yep, you broke up on me for just a moment, but I got you back. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I said, I, I, and right now, the Temple Mount is really uh, becoming what it, what it should become, and that is a, a world center of connection between, man, between humanity and God. I need to ask you, because this podcast is called Synagogue and State, but this movement really didn't seem to have much impetus from the state itself. And even though there's been a religious Zionist aspect to this uh, right-wing government for quite some time, it seems as if this government as a whole wants the issue of the Temple Mount to just kind of go away. It's too incendiary. It can lead to too many problems when you look at the, the Kotel, the Western Wall complex as a whole. At, in your time in the government, was it? Was, did you get any assistance from government entities in trying to push forward this yeah, movement for prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, and, and by all means, for sure, yes. I can say that uh, the uh, initiative of uh, outlawing the, uh, 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 I would say, the, the, the terror and the harassment from Temple Mount uh, was, of course, initiative that came from us as uh, Temple Mount activists, but it was supported by the uh, Minister of uh, Interior Security, um, Gilad Erdan, who really changed the entire attitude of the police towards those who come to Temple Mount. If, I would say five years ago, the Jews ascending Temple Mount were considered a nuisance. They were immediately considered provocative, and the, the police did everything they could to get rid of them. Today, uh, in the last, uh, this past government, uh, Minister Erdan has been pushing to recognize the rights of Jews on Temple Mount, and I think that uh, uh, we cannot uh, take his credit from that at all. Uh, at the same time, I can say that uh, um, that uh, it's a lot of activity. It needs, it needs a lot of push from, from, from grassroots, from the bottom. And that's why the Shalom Jerusalem uh, organization, Shalom Jerusalem Foundation, is really pushing. And that's what, what I'm doing right now. And I'm bringing groups, people to sign up to come uh, to a guided tour on Temple Mount. Um, right now, we're beginning. We're, we're sending out uh, a newsletter about Hanukkah and, and, and the significance of Hanukkah and the Temple Mount. Uh, we're really raising the awareness of Temple Mount and its central centrality in the in, in human the relationship between humanity and God. And I think our our era, our biblical redemption era, is the time to do that. And I think that uh, you know the government, uh, for, at least here in Israel, uh, it doesn't initiate things. 
when it when it feels it feels that there's a a, a a a move and a wave from 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 below, then they respond and they can be very helpful. And I think that this time I can definitely say the change on Temple Mount is a lot uh, thanks to the Jerusalem police uh, who have really uh, uh, made a major change in their attitude attitude, and then that's caused only only good. You mentioned there's been this, this quiet change, and you said it hasn't led to World War III. But as we know, in this particular region of the world, in this particular location specifically, there's always that, that spark that can lead to a fire. Obviously, you, you know, you can't live your life and hold your beliefs around a constant fear of what, what may be. But is there any concern that as this evolution, as you call it, progresses into, into different things, into bigger things, that it could, in fact, lead to, to a conflict on the Temple Mount? Yeah. I say vice versa. When people see, you know, uh, I'll tell you just an example. Maybe it's a, it's a totally different example. But uh, in, 1997, Israel opened the Temple, what was called the Western Wall Tunnels. And there was a, there was a lot of uh, violence because of the opening of the tunnels. And people said it's dangerous. It's causing it's a provocative issue. Why are you doing it? And uh, we had uh, some some few days of tension. Uh, the, what Israel could have said, okay, let's close down the Western Wall tunnels because it's causing tension. Instead, the Israelis said, no, we're going to keep it open. And today we have more than a million people who visit the Western Wall tunnels on a daily, uh, annually, and, uh, and 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 peacefully and quiet because when when you get used to things, and I think the same thing when when the, when right now. Uh, uh, people are used to the fact that the Temple Mount is a tourist uh, venue. People get, get used to the fact that the Temple Mount is a prayer venue. Uh, and that, that, then they get used to it and they understand that we're here for good and we're not going anywhere. As soon as you're hesitant, as soon as you show weakness, as soon as you uh, turn your back and you say, oh, it's, 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 uh, we're going to be afraid, then immediately the uh, terror people uh, identify that and immediately uh, act uh, as, as, as expected of them, but, not, but, not, but I'm just saying that, uh, therefore, it's very important to be determined to encourage more and more people to come. And the more people come, the quieter it'll be because it'll, it'll, it'll have, it'll, it'll, people will see, hey, it's, it's, a, it's a place where everybody's coming to. Government policies oftentimes don't survive the government once the government is no longer in power. Obviously, there is quite a... Uh, Conundrum right now in Israeli politics and the paralysis. Uh, who knows where third election will take us, but there can always be a change in government. Uh, Benny Gantz seems to uh, be gaining ground in the polls, although the polls are often worthless. My point is that there could be a change and there could be a change more toward uh, the center. Do, do you worry about changing government policy? Should uh, Benny Gantz take over? First of all, I'm, I'm most worried about instability. And uh, as you said, uh, and the situation today, the political situation here in Israel is very disturbing. It's very sad. Um, but at the same time, I must say that the, that the uh, Blue and White Party, led by Benny Gantz, is, is a party which is not on the extreme left. It's not a party that, 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 that we would say that is going to be totally going towards the Palestinian uh, interest. Uh, I think uh, some of the people who are leading uh, Benny Gantz's party, including uh, Moshe Yalon, who was the defense minister in this government uh, at the beginning, and uh, others in the party, such as uh, Tzvi Hauser and uh, Yoaz Hendel, are people that are, uh, are definitely tending uh, towards the, uh, the right. And therefore, I really, uh, I'm not, I, you know, I mean, I'm not worried. But at the same time, I know that it, it, it's all based on, on the demand 
from the from 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 the ground. And that's why we in in shalomjerusalem.org, that's why Jerusalem Shalom Jerusalem Foundation, why we are actually uh, very very strongly active now to put uh, facts on the ground. And when you put facts on the ground, then then, then it's, that that's that's what the, those are the strongest facts you can do because you know you can speak up, you can even an army can capture. But if you know if you read the Bible, you know in, in the book of Joshua. The army captured the whole land, but in the book of Judges, suddenly there are problems. And it's a very simple reason. Wherever, uh, wherever you put facts on the ground is, is, is where, you're, is where it, it stays, the situation stays stable. If you uh, just uh, announce and, and make an official announcement, that's not what changes things. I, I look at your Shalom Jerusalem Foundation page and, and the, the motto, the slogan is Zionism, the next generation. There is talk every day in, in the Twitterverse, in media about Zionism and what it means and what it doesn't mean and the changing aspect of it. And I, I, what does Zionism, and, it's, and specifically when you say the next generation of Zionism, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to Israel? I thank you for that question. Because, you know, the return to Israel, the process was called the Zionist movement, which began at the end of the 19th century. Israel did not have the, the people of Israel didn't have it in our own state, and not alone that they did not recognize the fact that we're a national a nationality, which is only finally today recognized by the president of the United States in his uh, last uh, signing the executive order. But I can say that at the time when the theater Herzl spoke about a state, it was something far-fetched, and it seems like something almost impossible. And surprisingly, 50 years after the first uh, Zionist Congress, uh, the state of Israel was established. Now, uh, we've been first, for the first 70 years, we were struggling to build a state. We were struggling to establish a modern state with, uh, with uh, hospitals and with agriculture and with universities and with import and export, etc. cetera. Uh, today, we are, uh, we are very strong. We're one of the 10 strongest countries in the world. And it's time to look on, on our next step. And Zion in, in, in the Bible is, is referred to the Temple Mount. If you read in Psalms chapter 2 or in Joel chapter 4, uh, it always refers to the fact that the Zion is the name of the temple. Jerusalem was called the city of Zion because the city where the temple stood. Now, the question is, what is our, what is our goal? And in my eyes, our goal is to be a, uh, a light to the nations. Our goal is that the blessing that, uh, that, that we received based on the, on, on the promises God gave to our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, were that we will be a blessing and through us all the uh, families of the nation will be blessed. And I think the recognition of Jerusalem as a world center of connecting humanity and God, meaning all of us are part of one big puzzle, or uh, all of us are part of one symphony, and that we have to work together, uh, that message can come from Jerusalem, the city of Shalom. Uh, the city of Shalom, meaning Shalom not only in the, in, in the concept of, of, of tolerance, but Shalom more as a concept of uh, inclusiveness. Of 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 of, uh, of referring to all of us as being different, worshiping one God, and I think that that's our 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 major uh, uh, assignment as as the state of Israel in 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 our second level of Zionism is after we've been established as a state to really uh, serve the state's essence, and that is to really be a a a, a connection, a bridge between the, the world and 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 and, uh, and itself among among different nations and between the world and God. 
Yehuda Glick, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, complete this podcast with an update on you uh, personally. You, you, as I mentioned at the top, uh, an amazing story. I'm number one surviving an assassination attempt for your work on the Temple Mount. And of course, um, your story with, with your wife, Yaffa. Um, I know you, you had a number of children together, adopted others, took on more as legal guardians when your, uh, your neighbors um, were killed in, uh, in terrorist attacks. And unfortunately, Yaffa passing away in early um, 2018. Since then, though, it appears you've fallen in love again and have remarried, uh, I believe, a year to the date. Uh, that Yaffa passed away, now uh, married or at least uh, engaged uh, to a Dawson, later married. Tell us about your personal life and where it stands right now, and are you happy? I think I think you really you really uh, summed it up. Uh, five years ago, in October 2014, there was an attempt to assassinate me. Um, my beloved wife Yaffa was next to me and accompanied me in the healing and the hospitalizing and in the rehabilitation, and she really gave her whole life to me. Uh, but once I came out of my uh, issues and pretty much returned to normal life, I'm still, still suffering different kinds of pain. But uh, in, in, generally, in general, I battled back to life. Unfortunately, she became very ill. And as you said, on January 1st, 2018, uh, 2018 she passed away. Uh, it was very, very terrible tra- trauma for me. We were married for 26 years, as you said. We we had uh, she she was a widower beforehand and she had two children and we married and we had four children together we adopted two children and really and you said we also uh, sort of adopted a com- family of a, of a terror victim which two parents were killed uh, <clears throat> for a year I was a widower and then uh, as being a member of the Knesset I was introduced to uh, Hadas who's today my wife and she she was a widow for 17 years she had four kids she raised by herself. And she established an organization called Amitim, which means the brave for young uh, orphans and widows. And uh, exactly, I would say, uh, we, we, since then, we, I, I've been really uh, engaged in the topic of dealing with orphans and widows together with uh, my wonderful wife, Hadas. Uh, we celebrate our anniversary today. It's exactly our anniversary of 10 months and 26 days. Tomorrow, we have an anniversary of 10 months and 27 days. Yesterday, we had an anniversary of 10 months and 25 days. And uh, thank God we're working together. And I believe that, that that's also some kind of sign from God because both in Isaiah chapter 1 and in Zechariah chapter 7, it talks about before building the temple, you have to remember the orphan and the widow. So uh, here, my soulmate uh, of today, uh, Hadass, uh, is really a, a, an unbelievable person. She's uh, involved in, in young uh, orphans and widows who, who passed away, not from terror and not from war, but on civilian issues. People who passed away from cancer or from other illnesses, from uh, car accidents, from work accidents, from uh, any kind of, of, of uh, suicide issues, etc. And uh, she had like 30,000 orphans like that here in Israel, which she is accompanying. And even this, this coming up Hanukkah, she's organizing a big happening for all of them. Uh, she's really an, a wonderful thing, and today we're living together in Jerusalem with my eight children, her four children, uh, my nine grandchildren, and uh, God is really accompanying us and filling our house with our life with so much life. I'm happy to hear that, and I, I told you personally, and I'll tell our listeners as well, in my time covering the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, I always appreciated, um, whether I agreed with you or not, your 
honesty, regardless of the political implications, your points of view, regardless of the political implications. It's very difficult to find that within the Knesset, as members often uh, toe the line. So left, right, or center, I always appreciated those few that uh, would always give uh, their honest and unfiltered viewpoints, and you were among the few. Thank you. Keep doing thank that, you, no you, matter sir. the cost. Um, and thank we you really very, do thank you very. <clears throat> thank you very much. I really hope to be worthy of it. Such compliments, uh, it really is uh, touching my heart, but it's, uh, it's, it's an obligation to continue trying to be as honest as possible. And from Jerusalem, I send blessings to all of the listeners of this uh, podcast, and I wish you uh, good luck from Jerusalem. Thank you so much. Yehuda Glick, former member of Knesset, Temple Mount activist and current president of the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation. More can be found at JerusalemofPeace.com. Thanks to Yehuda Glick. I'm your host, Mike Wagner. Bye-bye, Yehuda. We appreciate you joining us. You've been listening to the I-24 News Podcast, Synagogue and State. We'll talk to you again next week.